Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. Today we're going to learn how to master your inner mean girl. How do you deal with that nasty voice in your head that keeps telling you that you can't do this or you can't do that? How do you come from a place of love over fear? And in turn, how can you enrich and deepen your current relationships? Today we're going to have on the show Melissa Ambrosini. Melissa is the best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, host of the Melissa Ambrosini Show podcast, a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, and self-love teacher. Named a self-help guru by Elle magazine, her message that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word has inspired women across the globe to activate their dreams and live life on their own terms. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Like I was telling you earlier, I love your energy. You're such a light and I look up to you. So I really appreciate that you're doing this. I guess I want to start out where you started out from. So what is your story? How did you become this self-help, self-love guru teaching women to master their inner mean girl? Mm, So my journey began back in 2010 when I ended up in hospital. And before I ended up in hospital, I was actually a professional dancer and I did acting and TV presenting and I was living a very different life to the life that I live now. I was Mm. burning the candle at both ends. I was partying, doing drugs, drinking alcohol, surrounding myself with very unhealthy relationships, dating men that were not supporting me in, you know, supporting my spiritual health. And I was doing jobs and taking jobs just to make money. And I actually ended up in hospital in 2010 with no more candle left to burn because before that, the like the few years before leading up to hospital, I kept on getting these warning signs from the universe to stop and slow down and to relook at my life and how I was treating myself and I had been struggling with anxiety, depression, panic attacks and eating disorder and I was in a very very dark and down place and although that was the hardest and darkest time of my entire life like physically my health was taken away from me but also emotionally so like on an emotional level I was in the darkest places of my life and I was in hospital and I had a friend give me a book that changed my life. And that book was Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And that was like the first introduction to personal development and spirituality that I had been exposed to. And I was reading this book, you know, absorbing and soaking up every single word. And I would turn to my mom and dad because they were with me at the time in hospitals in hospital for just over a week because my entire immune system shut down and I had a whole host of health issues, which you can read about in Mastering Your Mean Girl. I won't go into them now. And I would turn to my mom and I would say to her like, why haven't you talked? 
taught me this? Like, why didn't you tell me that you can choose love instead of fear? Like, why didn't you tell me that we create our own reality? And why didn't you tell me all this? And bless her, she would turn back to me and just say, I didn't know any of this stuff. Like, I didn't know you could choose love instead of fear. And I didn't know. And I was just doing the best that I could. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, granted, she absolutely was doing the best that she could with the knowledge that she had at that time. And that's what we're all doing. We're all doing the very best we can with the knowledge and understanding that we have in this present moment. And so at that time, I had just been dumped by another guy. My friends actually also dumped me. I had no money to my name. I was sleeping on my friend's fold-out couch. No, fold-out bed, sorry, in her lounge room. Like a little single fold-out bed thing, which was so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. And I was really freaking lost. I was so lost. And after reading this book, a light bulb went off in my mind and I realized in hospital that if I was responsible for getting myself into that hospital bed, I was the only one that could get myself out. So I made it my absolute mission to get healthy and happy again. And I went, the lowest hanging fruit was to sort my health out first. So I went on and studied holistic nutrition to understand how to nourish my temple because I had no idea. You know, I thought fast food and junk food were a meal and I had no idea how to look after myself. And I realized then that it wasn't just about what you put in your mouth and it's the thoughts that you think that are even more important and more potent. So I went on and studied meditation and I studied yoga teacher training because I wanted to understand the science of yoga and Ayurveda. And then I also went on to study acuenergetics, which is energy healing work. And I made it my absolute mission to do everything from a place of love and to get healthy and happy again. And that was back in 2010. And here I am now, you know, helping other people do the same. And I just love, I love what I do. And I believe that all of the TV presenting and the acting and the dancing that I did in my, what I call past life, gave me the tools and the ability to do what I do now, which is speak on stages to massive audiences and to mentor people and lead people and write books. And I believe that all of that happened so that I would get on my true path. I love hearing stories like that because I I also agree that like Elizabeth Gilbert says, nothing is wasted. So everything in your path led you to where you are today. And, And yes, like you said, your acting and presenting experience led you, like it helped you in what you're doing now, which is so awesome. Now, I'm, I want to know, can you clarify who is the me- inner mean girl? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So basically, we all have an inner mean girl or an inner bad boy. And that's basically a name that I've given for our ego. So you, a lot of people, a lot of spiritual teachers, they call it your ego or your shadow self or your smaller self or your inner critic, or you can call it Bob, you can call it Mary, you can call it whatever you want. But I like in a mean girl because mine is pretty mean and she lives in a constant state of fear. She lives in your mind and she is that voice that says, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. Who do you think you are writing a book? You'll never get out of debt. You'll never meet the guy. Don't bother. Stop trying. You may as well quit now. You know that voice? 
Totally. <laughs> Everyone has it. So, so how do you combat that voice? What do you do? Well, the thing is, is like we only have two voices, right? And that voice, the inner mean girl, speaks to you in your mind and she says things like that. And then there is another voice, but that other voice doesn't necessarily speak to you in words. It's more of a feeling and that resides in your heart or your, you know, that some people call it your intuition or your inner guide, or your gut feeling, Mm -hmm. that, that kind of speaks to you in feelings. And that might be, you know, you might be able to relate to it by thinking about a time where you just did something and you couldn't logically understand why you did it. So, you know, someone might say to you, well, why did you do that? And you're like, I don't know. I just, just had to book a ticket to Bali and I just went, I don't know. Something was just calling me. I just did it. That my friend, is your intuition, your heart, your inner guide. So it doesn't necessarily speak to you in words like your inner mean girl does. So there's two different voices, right? And there's only two. There is only two, not 22. I know us women can feel like sometimes we have 22 voices inside our head saying, do this, no, do this, no, do this. We don't. We have one. One in our mind, which is fear-based, and one in our heart, which is love-based. So in every moment, you're either choosing love or fear, your head or your heart. And how we master that inner mean girl, I'm going to tell you how to do it. So this is why I wrote a whole book about it. it. It's so powerful. And this isn't about killing the mean girl, killing your ego, smashing the ego. This is about mastery. Okay, so if you want to master the piano, what do you have to do? You have to practice every single day. If you want to master your inner mean girl, you have to practice every single day. And this is something that I do. And I've gotten better and better and better at it because I've practiced for eight years now. I've been practicing this every day. Well, how do you practice? What are the techniques? So the first step, there's a three-step process to mastering your inner mean girl. The first step is awareness. You have to become aware of what it is that she is saying. So you whip out your pen and paper and you write down, my inner mean girl is currently telling me that I'm never going to get out of debt. Or my inner mean girl is currently telling me that I'm never going to meet my soulmate. My inner mean girl is currently telling me I'm never going to get well. I'm never going to lose the weight. I'm never going to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I'll never get the promotion, etc. Okay. So we write it down and we have to use the language my inner mean girl is currently telling me. We don't say I'll never get out of debt because it's not that I is not your truth. The I is in your heart. The inner mean girl is telling you that you'll never get out of debt. So there's a big difference. So we have to, when we're writing it down in the first step, which is awareness, we have to use that dialogue. My inner mean girl is currently telling me I will never get out of debt. That is the first step. We write it out. The second step is we gently close the door on our mean girl. So when your inner mean girl comes knocking on your door to say, you're never going to get out of debt. You're never going to get out of debt. You're never going to lose the weight. You're never going to meet the guy. Instead of inviting her in, instead of inviting that thought into your home, to sleep over and to sleep in your bed and wear your clothes and make a mess in the kitchen, which is what most people do. They let her kind of move in for maybe a few days or weeks or months or even years. 
We gently close the door on her. So she comes knocking and you say, oh, thank you, but no thank you. I'm not interested today. It's almost like an annoying salesperson who comes knocking on your front door and they're wanting to sell you something that you're just absolutely not interested in one bit. You literally say, thank you, but no thank you. I'm not interested today. The same applies when your mean girl comes knocking on your mental door. You say, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not interested today. So that's the second step. Gently close the door on her. And the word gently is really important. It's not about slamming the door in her face and telling her to F off. (laughs) No, 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 no. We got to be nice. We got to be kind to ourselves and to our inner mean girl. So for me, it's it's about a gentle thank you, but no thank you. I'm not interested today. I'm too busy living my dream life and achieving my dreams and serving other people. I don't have time to listen to your limiting fear-based belief right now. And then the third step, the third and final step is we choose love instead. So like I said before, you've got one of two choices, love or fear, and we choose love instead. So we come back into our heart and we, and we reframe that limiting belief to something like if she was saying, you're never going to get out of debt to I am abundant and money flows freely to me, or I am abundant and money flows effortlessly to me or something like that. And it's really important that you use dialogue that resonates deeply with you. Um, But they're just some examples. So the first step is awareness. So we write it out. The second step is gently close the door on her. And the third step is we choose love instead. And we have to do that by reframing the fear-based belief, reprogramming it to a love-based belief. So if you take yourself through that three-step process throughout your day, whenever your inner mean girl comes up, you will be well on your way to mastering her. And it's a daily practice. It's like going to the gym. If you want great biceps, you've got to go do bicep curls. If you want abs, you've got to go do sit-ups. And if you want to master your mean girl, you've got to do it every single day. And it gets easier and easier the more you practice it. And it's not about beating yourself up when she pops up. It is about mastering her in those moments. And women women have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts per day. So that is potentially 60 to 80,000 times that you might need to master your mean girl every single day. Okay? So we may... We, we may as well get good at it, yeah? Yeah, totally. And I love that it it's gentle. I, I like the thought of gently saying, no, thank you, not today, because it, it reminds you that you are in power and you can shut her out in a nice way. You don't have to like be at war with yourself, which I feel like a lot of us are inside. Like you, you have this inner mean girl and then you feel mad at yourself for listening to her and then you feel guilty and it's like a negative spiral. So I think coming at it with love is really important. Absolutely. Right. So let's talk about your new book, Open Wide. I'm really excited about that because it's different from the Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl. This one is about relationships. So can you just tell the audience what is the main message behind Open Wide and why did you feel compelled to write it? Yeah, so Open Wide is, the subtitle is Open Wide, a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex. So it's very much a progression from Mastering Your Mean Girl and 
It is about cultivating a beautiful relationship with yourself first and foremost, and then with those around you. Because relationships are our biggest game that we play in this world. Our relationships are our biggest spiritual assignments, yet we are born into this world with absolutely no manual on how to navigate them. And the way that we learn is by watching our parents. And for some people, that might be a really great example, but for a majority of people it's not and a lot of how we navigate our relationships today is either borrowed or inherited from our parents or our grandparents etc so it is basically a guide on how to deeply have a rocking relationship with yourself first how to have that with people around you and then how that trickles out into every area of your life including soulful sex I love it. So can you share what are the common mistakes that we are making in our relationships that keep us from going deeper and having those fulfilling connections? The biggest mistake, uh, I don't even like to use the word mistake, but the most common thing I see with my friends, my family, my mentoring clients, the most common thing I see is that people are not taking responsibility for how they're showing up. They are pointing the finger, judging and blaming everybody else and they're not taking responsibility. But when you point the finger at someone else, there are three fingers pointing right back at you. Mm. And so we really need to take ownership for how we're showing up. Everything is a 50-50. Everything is a co-creation. Everything is a co-creation and a manifestation from both of you. Now, this isn't just with your romantic relationships. This is like your friendships, your relationship with your parents, your children, everything. It's a co-creation. And so, you know, my husband will say, I take 50% ownership of this. And then I'll say, me too. I take my 50% too. And and I apologize for my 50%. And this is how I could have showed up differently. And maybe next time we could approach it like this, but I apologize, apologize for my 50%. And he'll say, me too. I apologize for my 50%. Yeah. Because it's a co-creation, you know, yeah. it's, it's both of us taking ownership. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I notice is that we aren't taking ownership of how things are unfolding. And if everyone just took a little bit more ownership and responsibility for how they're showing up, for their energy, their alignment, how are you showing up? Are you walking into the room aligned, energetic with your energy overflowing and bursting with love? Or are you walking in with your stinky baggage and bringing that to the to the relationship. It's really important that we make sure, and I talk about this a lot in the book, we make sure that we are overflowing and bursting with love within ourselves first before we come into contact with anyone else because then you're going to have a really rocking relationship. I love that. It's so important to take responsibility. And like I said, with any issue with a relationship, like part of that problem is also you. So to take responsibility, show up 50-50. I'm also curious, something else you talk about in your book is saying that one of the keys to a fulfilling relationship is letting go of the need to fix, change, and improve the other person. So I've been so guilty of this. I know a lot of my girlfriends have as well, just trying to improve their partner. What do you say about that? I have been there and I have tried it and I have (laughs) failed miserably. 
The only way that we can inspire our partner or our parents or our children or our friends is by being the living, breathing example of what it is that you believe. I have honestly tried to fix, change and improve my family, my partners, my kid, everyone. And it is honestly like banging your head against a brick wall. You are never going to get anywhere. And it only causes frustration and friction in the relationship. As soon as you're told to do something, what is it you immediately want to do the opposite? You know, I I look at it with my, I have a 12 year old stepson. As soon as I tell him to do something, guess what he wants to do? The The complete opposite. opposite. (laughs) And the same with like my parents. And if I just act out whatever it is that I want Leo to do, like whatever it is, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. He's more likely to go, oh, can I do that? Or can I help with that? And I didn't even have to say anything, you know? And it's, it's really beautiful. So I think we've got to let go of, Not, I think, I know we have to let go of wanting to fix, change and improve anyone else and just focus on our alignment and our energy and making sure that we are overflowing and bursting with love within ourselves first. I love that. That's so important to hear. And it's a great reminder. Just focus your energy on yourself. Fix yourself first. Heal yourself first. And just, just be love. The hardest part is when, yes, you might have someone very close in your life that you see struggling. You really, really want to help them, but you have to let each person take their own course, right? Walk their own path. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because you can't rush anyone's journey. You can't, you can't fast track Mm -hmm. or fast forward or speed up anyone's journey. You have to let them discover it for themselves and let it unfold for them in their own time. Yeah, totally. All right, my loves, it's time to take a break with our sponsor, FreshBooks. If you're a freelancer or a small business owner, FreshBooks is an intuitive cloud accounting software that's the simplest way to be more organized and productive with your day-to-day paperwork. With FreshBooks, you can create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments to get paid faster and more. There's even a new FreshBooks proposal feature, which allows you to include an outline of your project, scope of work, and a timeline. No more switching software, fussing over formatting, and wasting your precious time. FreshBooks is offering all Lavender listeners a 30-day unrestricted free trial so you can try it out for yourself. To claim your free trial, go to freshbooks.com lifestyle and enter the Lavender Lifestyle in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's freshbooks.com lifestyle. So, Melissa, I'm also curious, do you personally have any daily routines or rituals that really help you come from that place of love every day? Absolutely, I do. And I'm a massive fan of rituals and routines because it sets me up for a successful day and because it makes me feel so good. It raises my vibration. It makes me feel in alignment. It raises my energy and it makes me feel bursting with love. So I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to lean toward those things that make me feel Mm -hmm. that. And I'm going to lean away from the things that zap my energy or deplete my energy. So I absolutely do have lots of routines and little rituals that I do. One of the first things I do in the morning is roll over and give my husband a big kiss and say, 
good morning. And I always say it in a really upbeat and uplifting tone. And it usually sounds like good morning or something like that. (laughs) Um, Because I think the first words that come out of your mouth in the morning are very, very important. The first thoughts that you think. I think a lot of people, the first word or the first thought is, you know, oh God, that (laughs) sort of tone. And then if that is your first thought or your first word out of your mouth in the morning, that is what is going to, that is how your day will usually unfold. So I do a very upbeat and lighthearted good morning. And then I say, I actually sing a little song. (laughs) There's a little song that I made up. I won't do it because my, my voice is (laughs) definitely (laughs) my husband's a musician and he's like wow you you definitely didn't get the singing gene that's for sure but it's cute that you do it still yeah I do I don't care and I ask him what are three things you're grateful for and he tells me and then I tell him and we do that first thing in the morning and we also do it just before we go to bed at night as well we always say three things we're grateful for and then we will you know connect we will have a cuddle a snuggle we'll make love we'll you know just spend some time in bed talking and that's our little sacred time to connect before we go out into the day if we don't do that I find that our day is doesn't flow as effortlessly as it does when we start the day connected and then oh before that I usually get up and go to the bathroom and do my tongue scraping and wash my face and brush my teeth and those sorts of things. And and then we meditate for 20 minutes and I do some yoga, sometimes 10 to 15 minutes. And, you know, I'll have a sauna if I feel like having a sauna. We've got a sauna in our house. And then I will either go for a walk and then dive in the ocean or I'll go and I do F45, so I'll do that a few times a week. And then after that, go and get my feet in the sand and dive in the ocean and just make sure I've connected with Mother Nature. And yeah, that's basically my morning routine. There's some other things that I add in there if the time is available, like I might light a candle or pull an angel card or do some dry body brushing. But I mean, I am so happy if I have connected with my husband, if I've meditated and I've moved my body and I've connected with mother nature. You know, if those things are ticked off my list, like I am buzzing, like I'm high on life. That's amazing. That sounds like a really amazing morning routine. <laughs> yeah and, and my mornings are my time they're my sacred time they are they fill me up they light me up so much and it's summer here in Australia at the moment so we're blessed with this incredible weather so every morning I'm down at the beach and watching the sunrise as well it's just so beautiful wow that's amazing so lastly what is one action that you can share with our listeners something they can do today to start living open wide and enriching their relationships something that you can start to be mindful of is are you open in every moment you know are you open or are you closed there's only two options are you open or are you closed and a lot of us are walking around closed and contracted with our head in our phone and we're not even looking up our shoulders are hunched forward you know our body language is forward And we're not open wide. So I want to encourage you all today to get your head out of your phone. 
Walk around with your shoulders pulled right back. Feel every cell in your entire body open. Feel your heart open, your mind open. Be open to the Uber driver. Be open to the girl behind the counter at the cafe. Be open to the random stranger because you might have the most amazing interaction with a complete stranger that you may not have had if you were walking around closed. So just be mindful. Are you open or are you closed? closed for the rest of the day and if you're closed just open back up pull your shoulders back and feel every cell in your entire body open wide I love it well thank you so much for being here with us Melissa I loved everything that you shared listeners out there make sure you check out Melissa Ambrosini at her website melissaambrosini.com her last name is spelled a-m-b-r-o-s-i-n-i So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, my love. It's been beautiful. Same. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye.